Yo, this is Senor Parker. Uh, I'm with a crew called We SA. We Displays of America, man. We are a collective out here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm meeting. I'm on two comedians out of like 15, about 15, 20 artists, man. So, um, yeah, that, that's what we out here in Atlanta. This, this is this is diversified game game a podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I'm giving you guys some comedy game. As you guys know, I like to be funny at times, but I have somebody who does it professionally goes city to city, state to state, ready to go nation to nation with his comedy. Senora Parker. And don't don't let that brown skin, you know, he may have some Espanol behind him, but he has a whole comedy crew he's a part of, and he's going to give us the game on this comedy. So, um, Buenos dias. How you doing, brother? What's happening with it, man? What's going on with you, brother? I'm going cool, man. Man, I'm glad to hear, and thank, shout out to clubhouse this is a clubhouse connect and i heard the brother talking and i said let me get the story first um and none of this is rehearsed but you know first let's start with your name how did you get the name senor parker mr parker hi man i uh i actually started doing photography back uh back in indianapolis when i was like 21 22 and um no, I'm running around the clubs doing these pictures and stuff. And one dude literally came to me and was like, man, you run around here with these glasses and this camera. Who the fuck you think you is? Peter Parker or some shit. And literally the name has stuck with me. But when I moved over to comedy, I didn't want to go through like all the copyright things. But, you know, with certain people, we ain't going to say that. So um, I actually changed my name to Senor Parker because I was listening to Young Jeezy's uh, SL Mundo. And I felt like El Jefe. And I was like, you know what? I'm about to change my name to Senor Parker. That shit sounds exotic as fuck. And that shit's going to ring. That's how it came about. And, and let the folks know, say, no Spanish background. No, my dad is from Panama. My I'm 100%. No, no. This is 100% Negro right here. <laughs> okay. And, and they are too. They just speak Spanish, some of them, right? So, uh, yeah. What type of doors do you think it has opened? Like, we've heard Jamie Foxx talk about, like, why he changed his name and how they thought he was a woman when he first started. Have you seen that maybe you've been able to get on some rosters that, wait, they didn't know what you looked like when they said your name originate? Uh, yeah, I've done a couple of those, man, just starting off. Like, um, it's it's fun, though, man. It's it's fun to do that, man, because they were like, damn. I, I hop on there like, oh, yeah, you the Mexican one coming out. Nope. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? But, um, no, nah, it, it was very interesting because uh, yeah, the way I chose it, it was like, oh, man, we got to get him because, like, like, hey, a black dude with a, with a Spanish, you know what I'm saying, with a Spanish name, and it's really just fancy for Mr. And it, and that's – I knew it was going to, you know, catch. So um, when it did, man, it, it started. And I was like, it just, you know, just kept going, man. I don't know. I never, I don't, stages with a few people, man. Uh, and got mentored by a few people from Steve Brown to the late Tyler Craig. Um, dang, let's see. I mean, let's let's go on. Let's go on, man. I, I could talk all day, man. I could hold my dog Smokey Johnson set it off. What's that? You know, so uh, uh, a lot of game, man. 
Now, do you ever get um, any any pressure thinking, wait, hold on, if they think I'm uh, Mexican, if I come out, you know, and I start speaking Spanish, which no one would think you're Mexican, you know, unless you're in Texas or maybe L.A., but do you ever say, maybe I should do a bit with, you know, start speaking Spanish and be like, that's all I know or something like that? I fuck around with it with my two years in Spanish. I fuck around with it. I could tell a couple of jokes in Spanish. So it's fun to it's fun to be like, oh yeah, he, he really can speak Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. So uh I can't remember none of the shit right now because of of you know, I had to take my I had to take my medication this morning and I've been, you know, I had to get a little elevated before I got on this thing, man. But you know, it'll it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. Yeah, no worries. I think, um, I don't know if you're, you're old enough to remember, uh, but Chingo Bling yeah. uh, and the success that he had, um, you know, I know he's an actor now, but I think that would be one heck of a combination, whether he, you know, on tour or in one of his films, because the way he came into hip hop and was embraced by us and everybody, you know, he had his own fan base, but a lot of us rock yeah. with Chingo Bling on tours for him to come back and say, I'm going to bring some black comedians on. And, you know, I'm going to show you how we get down. That's how they get down in Texas and, you know, many parts of the uh, country. You know, right, yeah, yeah. black, get along. Yeah, and I, I, man, I, the way I, uh, I fuck with Chingo Bling, man, the main reason why I fucked with Chingo Bling was because, man, after his shows, he's trapped into Molly, too. I was like, this man is dangerous. So, and plus, he, hey, man, plus he from the H, man. I'm, and I'm a big fan of Houston culture, man. I, I love Houston culture from UGK, Rap Wild Rex, Slim Thug. Oh, wow, we can talk all day on that, you know. So, yeah. Okay. Well, well, let's talk about the game of comedy and just the start, because so many people think they're funny. I'm one of them. Um, but to get on that stage and have a routine, you practice, you rehearse, and it's all in the practice and the consistency. So, you know, how was the start? How many free shows did you have to do, and how did you make that work for yourself? Man, countless i think probably the first uh six months i was doing shows you know just really just trying to get my name out there plus i was still working at the time too but how i actually got started was uh it goes back to when i was in indianapolis um i got i got fired from my other job i was working call center and uh i was tired of how they were treating us so i just started giving out free shit over the phone <laughs> They, and then one day they said, "Hey man, party, can you see us in the office?" I said, "No." Nah. I just walked out. I knew I, I knew I lost that job that day, so I just said, "You know what? It's over with." But I was kicking it with my uncle in the barbershop, and we would just roast his clients. Like me and my uncle just roast his clients, and he said, "Hey man, we need to try to take that shit to the stage." So um, when I moved back to Atlanta, um, started practicing, um, started practicing, and I really took that shit to the stage. First time I went on stage was trash. I dropped the mic. I thought I was like that nigga, but you're not. Let me tell you something. You are not that nigga. And I'll tell you like this. I remember that show. I remember that night. Um, after the show, comedian Dirty South comes up to me. We be outside on the rooftop. She comes up to me. Yo, baby, I love what you're doing. I think you're funny, but don't you ever drop the mic because I don't know you, nigga. Like she said that shit to me. And then she said, pass me the blunt. <laughs> so... Yeah, man, but you know, humble beginners, man, did a lot of free shows, did a lot of free shit, cause you gotta, you gotta get your name out there, man. Plus, open mics every night, you know. I was going from Monday to Friday, from like six to nine, 
I'm supposed to get in at 11. I ain't got time around to be at work at 11 at night from 11 to 7. Uh, I, was, I was doing that shit. And then when does it come, like, what does it take to then get paid? Is it that the club start asking you or do you get a booking agent and they say, I'm going to put you down. You don't have to, you know, do these free shows around town. Like, what was that uh, next level? Um, I never really had a booking agent or anything. Uh, just out here uh, in Atlanta, when it catches if you're funny, you know, and then people will start to, like, you just see people just hit the DM, be like, oh, man, I seen you at such and such and such and such told me about you and they, you know, they said you was funny. So, hey, let me see what you got. I'll put you on, you know. And, uh, at first, at first I started asking. I was like, hey, man, put me for a feature. You see what I can do? You know, I go straight up to the, uh, to one of the hosts of the club or whatnot. And I was like, yo, man, put me on for a feature. Um, I remember like down here in Atlanta, I was in a, in a club for almost two years, just every Wednesday, just going in there, going in there, working on my shit, working on my shit. And, just the traffic coming in in and out of there, uh, I would get gigs. You know, I was getting, I was getting, you know, fifty, I say hundred dollars there, and you know that's how it goes, man. You just gotta keep like once you start, you really can't stop. If that makes any sense, especially you know, get out there because if you're funny, people gonna people gonna catch wind really. If not, I think they catch quicker. And and so, how do you then, you know? money-wise, say, okay, I got this money coming in this week, this money coming in that week, and I'm going to have to keep up doing so many shows, but also you got to keep your jokes in rotation so you don't tell the same joke to the same crowd. Like, how does that work? Where you say, and what does that look like? Like, okay, I got $1,000 for this weekend, but I need, you know, two more thousand for the month you know how do you break that down and, and how does that just work in your brain man okay so um when you say okay yeah i'm getting paid a thousand dollars like you're doing a thousand dollars and you're doing like a weekend show um well i'll say a thousand dollars one night two nights that's one that's good but you got to make sure you got 20 minutes you know, 20 minutes is a long time man really if you're doing for a thousand you're probably going for you're probably headlining you need a, a mean 40. But um, really, you have to see one what your demographic is, like who you attract with your comedy. See me, I, I fuse a lot of music with my comedy. I can relate on different demographics. So like I, like I said, I incorporate a lot of music. So um, with that, I, I try and um, see which jokes work for which region as well. Because if I'm doing a show here in the South and I'm doing jokes out here in the South, a lot of my jokes out here in the South might not relate if I go to New York, but there's some some there's some jokes that I can do in New York that won't relate. You see what I'm saying? So it's just you gotta look in your bank. You gotta see what's in your comedy bank and see and go over all the jokes that you went through and you wrote down. And you're like, okay, I know this is working. You gotta have. Um, I, I say if you have five good universal jokes, you can work for five minutes a piece. That's 25 minutes right there. Because with those five good jokes, you're going to have jokes within those jokes. Got you. Got you. Know you. And how, how much of that, you know, Joe's jokes in the jokes are rehearsed? Because, you know, I'm sure you ad lib a, a, a lot of stuff. And can you remember those ad libs, you know, for another show, it, you know, if it fits? Yeah, each show varies. Each show definitely does vary because you have different sets of people. Sometimes you might add some stuff in, sometimes you might take some stuff out. Uh, you'll see people in the crowd thinking like, oh yeah, it looked like such and such. You might go off on another tangent. 
Um, well, yeah, memory is always good. But um, with me, I used to do public speaking when I was young. So I was always, I always had to learn how to memorize speeches. I'm talking about like five, 10, five, 10 minute speeches and saying that in front of, you know, three, four hundred people. You know, this, you know, that's my thing was, was just learning how to take that and make my story funny, if that makes any sense. Oh. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely, it's making sense. And it's given that, you know, that angle that, you know, that so many people, they can't put it together. And we want to kind of create a roadmap to say, hey, look, you start for free, you start getting paid some money, and you did it without, you know, having a booking agent. So that's even shows more growth to somebody who's like hungry, that 14 year old or that 44 year old, who's kind of stuck in the mustard trying to catch up. So with you doing the shows, what avenues do you want to go to? Do you want to do TV? Do you want to do movies? Are you are you on the radio right now? Have your own podcast, YouTube. Give us a game. Um, I've been doing a few things. When like comedy has really been really been fun, and I've, I've been working. I've been on a lot of cities, plenty of cities. Um, I've done you know shows. When I've got like misfit comedy crews that I like to work with. Like this, like. But you might have a certain group of comedians that when all y'all get on stage together, y'all know y'all gonna y'all can kill and y'all can kill it. You know what I mean? Y'all not gonna stop each other's souls. That's that's one of the fun things to do. Um, I've been on albums. Oh, uh, I've been on about four albums, four or five albums. I've done some acting. Um, I'm actually in a short. I'm actually in a short that's coming out that I worked with my buddy uh, Jay Tree, and I am a king uh, studios out here. Um, Gotten in the, I've gotten into stocks, working with stocks and, you know, and things like that. Just, you know, dabbling here and there. Um, cannabis is always a big thing, you know, especially out here in the, out here in, the, in Georgia, the state of Georgia, but we're working on getting our, getting our medicinal and, you know, how the laws are working out here. The whole state is blue and I really feel that, you know, we're going to be having that change coming soon. So that's just another economic avenue. Um, that's all I'm doing. I just want to tap into everything. And comedy really helps you do it because you're out here. You're always out here in these streets. You're out here in these streets after the show. Um, you know, you get to really see who they are because they relate to your comedy. They really want to know uh, what else you got. What else, you want, what else do you want to do? And then you come up. Definitely, definitely. And what the, the part that I love about your story is how you're doing it with the team a lot of people can't even get to the dream because they can't work well with the team and they want to do it all themselves the videographer the gaffer the you know the bus boy they want to be everything and you found that with unity we all win that's the hashtag folks so yeah talk about that like why was that so important to you having a team just having a team is always and i would even say because one, you can't do everything by yourself. You're going to oversight yourself a lot. You need to pressure off of you because you're already doing this. So, and you want to do that, but you know somebody that can do that. So let them do that. That's that's the best way to put it. That's the best way to put it. And that's for anything. Um, and that's just with, with the team and the people that I work with. And um, I've been fortunate enough to, um, you know, have relationships with and things like that. Um, we're just at the end of the day, we all gotta make sure that we put ourselves in, in not only to grow, but to um, but just to have wealth for our kids and our kids' kids. And because that's one thing that us 
we really need to really work on it. And that's one thing I, I believe that we're all doing right now. 2021, a lot of us, a lot of us folks waking up. Yeah, well, you know, we get to the money, a lot of us get to the cryptocurrency, the Bitcoin, and um folks are uh making new currencies and getting to the stock exchange, man, and it's beautiful. We need to keep going. So if I can do that, if I can touch one person and tell them, hey, you need to work with this person and y'all get some money together, I feel like I've done a damn good job. I, I love to hear that. And you guys have in Atlanta grown um new thing on the nfts uh bank of zamunda.com that's a free shout out i can't you know check that check out uh but this, this is this is beautiful now have you been able during this whole you know pandemic to hit like california and you know some of these states that are a little more tighter on the lockdown than they are in the south uh, Midwest? you know what i haven't been to the west coast yet i've, I've never touched california and i've never touched new york so if anybody's watching this podcast y'all want to bring me out there please do i won't charge you none of the money um but I, yeah so uh but i i haven't hit the west coast yet like i said i've been back and forth to florida florida's been yeah i, I gotta keep my mask on while i'm down there I, Florida, Florida definitely treats me well. It's, it's nice, you know, it's nice to travel down there and, and uh, you know, get some laughs in and things like that, but I got to get back home. <laughs> I got to get back to the city. Um, I believe I was, I believe I might hit up that, that move tonight. I don't know, you know, actually, once we probably get off of here, I don't know if this podcast is going to be live or whenever this airs, I'm actually probably going to Head up to Chattanooga tonight. I don't know. Okay, okay. No, that, that's awesome. I mean, you know, I've been in comedy clubs and, you know, even in El Paso, just, you know, going regular show and Carlos Vancia, like, blew up. And he, you know, not blew up, but he blew up the stage. He was already blown up at the time. And he rocked the whole show, did a free show because he was just in passing on his way. You know, he was going to New Mexico, maybe then to LA. Um, is that kind of how the comedy life is? You know, you guys hear something going down. Okay, it's going down in Tennessee. Let me get on the road. And on the way there, if I can stop here, why not get, if they'll let me on stage, do my thing? Yeah, I mean, you get, you get that a lot, especially down here in Atlanta. If you, you're passing through um, and somebody, you know, you, and you're seasoned in the game, then I'm like, oh, damn, you don't slid up in here? Yeah, you want to you do get that. Um, I would say that rite of passage because they're working in this game. People know who you are, uh, especially out here in Atlanta. Like, I gave you a prime example. Um, there's a club out here called Cast Cafe. Um, every Tuesday, we do an open mic night. And there's no telling who you might see. So one night, I'm in here. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I got some jokes I want to work on. This, this is a good place to, you know, get some jokes out, just have some good fun because all the comics come through there. So, we on um, we uh put my name on the list. We chilling. Show's going good. About fifteen minutes into the show, Chris Tucker walks in. Walks right in there. I said, "Hey, we'll do some time." He ain't even look at us. He ain't looking at the comics. He looked right at Chris and said, "Hey, Chris, you want to get on stage? And do some time real quick." That man did about thirty-two minutes, and then then left. He did like thirty-two minutes of comedy and left. Hilarious. He was working on some stuff, and because I, I believe he was working on some stuff, because he was about to take a special, and he was working out some new jokes, and he was in he was in town. He was just so happened to be in town. He said, "Yeah, man, I'm about to do this. Go ahead and knock this out. 
hop off stage. I was, I was, I was happy that I got to see that treat, but then I was mad at the same time because I knew I wouldn't get on that night. <laughs> but it's all love, though. You know, you, you get that. You know, that's what you get when you become seasoned. You should like that. Definitely, definitely. You ever get? I don't want to say worried, but the thought of when the success, you know, happens, and you have that Chris Tucker, Chris Rock. Cat Williams, George Carlin appeal where anytime you talk, people want to laugh. And then they're just laughing more about the tone from your voice because they're so used to you, but that you may have something even serious to say, or you may have a joke that you want them to think. And I want you to laugh, but wait for the punchline. Like, do you ever like say, ah, you know, this is good, a good place that I'm in because these are genuine laughs. Oh, yeah, man. When, when laughs genuine, that's the best part of being home because comedy is supposed to be there. You know, a lot of comedy comes from the dark. It comes from, you know, your woes, your, your tragedies. And, you know, you do got triumphs as well. But um, what I do, like with stories, that you always want to incorporate small, those small nuggets of wisdom to leave in your comedy why you making them laugh and uh i mean Dave Chappelle would tell you man like a lot of these comics like, these comics that are seasoned or and they haven't been in the game for x amount of years they, and they go back out on the scene they'll hit these open mics man and because they work in, they want to work new material just because of their name yeah they, they're gonna get up there and be able to talk and work that out um so like man he he, he does it sometimes like you never know like you might uh, he'll be running around here. He'll just hop in the comedy club. Like, hey, can I do some time? Like, never didn't even know Chappelle was in there. But yeah. he's done it. I mean, yeah, like he's done it. Like I said, Chris Tucker's done it. Ronnie Perry, Ronnie Jordan. I mean, shit, this goes on. You know, they they all do that because that's that's the practice, man. That's you know that's art. Now, with the art and. Here comes the success, the big check. You know, you're getting the hundred thousands, the millions, the ten millions, um, things that you know folks really pray and work towards because it's not a dream or it's a dream come true when you put in the work. What is a community give back that you want to do, or maybe one that you're doing now? Um, well, my crew, BSA, uh, we Slaves of America, we're a collective out here in Atlanta. Um, Musicians, artists, producers, and I'm one of two comedians on the group. Um, we actually, we actually do a lot of charity work in the city. We do a lot of uh, toy giveaways. We do a lot of um, yeah, we do toy giveaways. We do uh, out to the homeless. We do plates. We serve. Uh, we serve our communities very well because that's what we do. I mean, we we have this music out. We have all this music. You know, we get rowdy in the club. They see us in the club. They see us doing all this turning up stuff end of the day, it's really all about our, you know, the philanthropy and what we give to our community. Um, we definitely do give a lot to our community. Um, matter of fact, uh, every how uh, one thing we do on Halloween uh, for the kids, trick-or-treating with the kids um, during the summertime, we give out plates every Thursday. We usually give out plates every Thursday. We're going to be working on that some more. Um, but yeah, we've had folks donate, man. We donate the toy drives. Coat drives, man. We we can call it that. We got to. Can't you know? Yeah, and they got a pretty. Man, I, I love the I love to hear that. 
um, I, I'd like to know, and you know, in, in closing, um, we've seen, I've seen Mark Curry do it. I've seen um, Steve Harvey recently do it uh, with Family Feud taking his show over to the continent. Have you been able to travel to Africa yet and or look at doing shows and bringing out comedy out there? Look, if anybody want to take me to Africa, got my info, Senor Parker, Instagram, I would love to go to Africa. I've I've only been to two countries been out. I mean, since I've been out here in this world, I've only been in Jamaica and the Bahamas. So if you want to take me out the country, I would love to do some shows. Like I'm I'm really still I'm really still in phase one of mine, you know. I know what I'm doing and everything, but I'm still I'm still growing. You know, I still I haven't done the I haven't done the big 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 show yet. I'm still waiting on that. You know, still, but I'm still out here in these clubs, still doing uh I hear hosting and things like that. And that's and that's what you do to, to get the name up. So um but that big show is coming though. So well, well I love it and I know um my AT aliens, uh, you know, I'm gonna make sure you guys get this in your box. So if you hear something, you uh can you know definitely reach out and if you have something for my movie people in Atlanta. You know, um, uh, at least let them know what the casting is. You know, oh, let man. them know. Oh, yes, yeah. sir. I am a King Studios on Instagram. I am a King Studios on Instagram. Uh, holler at those fellas, man. It is not, a, look, this is not a name. It's a decoration. That is what it is. You know what I'm talking about. Hey, uh, also, just real quick, shameless plug, man. I want to give a shout out to uh, the good people over there at Hip Hop Stocks. This is the first uh, stock that is dedicated to nothing but hip hop. You know what I'm talking about. So make sure you get you some. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, man. We, we plug all day. That's the beautiful thing about being able to do it our way. And even for the folks who do hear us on the continent, you heard he's open for, you know, booking. You guys have show money and COVID has not gone through the continent like it has gone through the state. So, y'all, we're going to take this offline. I appreciate you, Brother Senior Parker, for coming on. And everybody, you be blessed. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.